Welcome in. Hour number two of the program, The Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We're here in Wausau, Wisconsin, and uh, back home in studio tomorrow. And then uh, on Sunday, going to be down in Chicago. We leave uh, for Chicago on uh, on Saturday and going to be there at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk. So if you are looking for a place to stay, that's it. And then they also remind me that, uh, you know, they're going to run some specials down there as well uh, for the holiday season. So if some of you who like to uh, do a little shopping down in that area every now and then, if you head down in that direction, the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel offering some specials to our listeners also. So just call them up, tell them you heard it here. But uh, they, uh, they say, come on down. Uh, shopping and uh, the color and all that kind of good stuff for Christmas and the season will be uh, will be in full bloom. So there you have it. Uh, but what we care about is football and getting into this. If you want to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670. You want to hit me up, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, and you can also find uh, Grant Bills at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. And you can find us. YouTube's a great way to watch the program. Go to YouTube.com slash The Bill Michaels Show or Bill Michaels Show. You can also find us over on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, uh, same thing on uh, Twitch TV and on Kick TV on the apps. You can find us, hit us up, vbillmichaels at gmail.com. Do want to remind you, get your fantasy football questions in because uh, coming up an hour from now, Paul Charchian is going to join us and he'll give you the fantasy advice. And I need some because I'm not quite sure about Travis Kelsey, who I have in my, have in my starting lineup right now. So I'm going to talk to Paul a little bit about that. But in the meantime, uh, as we bring in Grant Bills, so Grant, we're going to start to roll through all, all of our predictions for the NFL this season. And to do so, we're going to start in the AFC West, Denver, Kansas City, Las Vegas, and L.A., the Chargers. So uh, let's let's discuss, shall we? Yeah, the wild, wild west. So the Chiefs minus 180. They're the odds-on favorites. Chargers have some nice odds, plus 300, so they're right there. Yep. Broncos plus 600, kind of middle ground. And then the Raiders way in the back at plus 1,700. So this is the Chiefs' division to lose. I'll start, Bill, by asking you, Kansas City has won this division every year since 2015. Do you think that their dominance of the Wild West will continue? Or, like John Wayne in The Shootist, will a gunslinging, rough-riding outlaw finally outdraw the Duke, Patrick Mahomes? I, You know, here's the thing, and I, I just don't believe in Brandon Staley uh, as the head coach of the Chargers, because if I had to pick somebody, I'd take the Chargers. And as much as everybody keeps waiting for Justin Herbert to take the to take the mantle in some way, shape, or form and become this, you know, breakout quarterback, we keep waiting for him to have that next level season. I'm not a big fan of Brandon Staley. Uh, obviously, their offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, who was let go by Mike McCarthy. Uh, I, you know, I, I I'm I'm not. I, I can't pick against the Chiefs and Andy Reid. I just can't. I think uh, once Travis Kelsey comes back, I do believe that they're going to work this thing out with Chris Jones, and he's not going to remain on that you know, inactive list, so to speak, uh, for the full eight weeks. I think even though he's willing to sit out the eight weeks, I think they're going to come to a realization about how much they need him. But I, I, I'm going to take the Chiefs to, to, to win the division. I think you'd be crazy not to just because they've been so successful for so long. I do not think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I'll say that right now. Uh, one, historically, it's so incredibly hard to repeat. Uh, two, um, I, I just I, I think that there will be a team. I think there are teams in the AFC, and we'll get to this, that have emerged, that have gotten better. And uh, some of the picks may surprise, but I think between Josh Allen, Tua, if he plays a complete season, Aaron Rodgers, 
Obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson's back. He's paid. He's happy. Joe Burrow, he's back. He's uh, going to get paid. He's happy. He's thrilled right now. They're trying to keep everybody around him with T. Higgins and, and company. And I don't think there's a ton of, of um, how do I put this, competition in the West. Just because uh, when you look at the AFC West and uh, what Las Vegas brings to the table with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a game manager. And I, as much as Sean Payton comes in with the outspoken bravado, I'm not an overwhelming fan of, of the Denver Broncos and certainly not of, of Russell Wilson and what he kind of showed us or didn't show us last year. So I'm picking Kansas City to win the division. And uh, because we're not betting actual money, we're just picking. I think it would be silly right. to pick another team. I have one question for you on the Chargers, and then we'll wrap up with the Raiders. Or, or the Broncos. I want to ask you about the Broncos. I feel like if the Broncos hired a, a young coach uh, and we're building slowly and they go 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven and they and they look better, but they're still not where they want to be, we'd consider it a success. But because Sean Payton is there, and he's Sean Payton, I feel like anything short of competing for the division and, and making the playoffs is a failure. I feel like the Broncos have to be really, really good this year in order for us to consider it a success. And I just don't think that's realistic. I don't think it's realistic. I think if they have a bad season again, I don't think it reflects on Sean Payton. I think if the bad season now, again, much like I always say, you got to see what the eyeball test tells you, but I don't think it's going to reflect on Sean Payton. I think if they have a bad season, it's going to reflect on the validation we learned last year uh, of what Russell Wilson is. He's, he's like a CEO of a company. To be quite honest with you, he's got his own office. He's got his own support staff. He's got a secretary. He's got all this. That, that was the reason Sean Payton in that interview said, you know, Russell, you have to quit worrying about Russell Wilson Incorporated. Quit kissing babies and, and shaking hands and acting like you're not running for office here. You're a quarterback of, a, of an NFL team. Concentrate on being a quarterback. Stop with all the other nonsense. And that's what it was. And. Uh, the question was posed to me last night, you know, do I think it was Nathaniel Hackett? I don't. I think what they did was they hired Nathaniel Hackett in the hopes of getting Aaron Rodgers. Instead, they got the second best. And what happened was they gave Russell Wilson the world, and they took a first-year head coach, and they snipped him. So Russell Wilson had his office, had his own P. You weren't going to bench Russell Wilson. You gonna weren't going to discipline Russell Wilson. He's doing high knees running up and down the plane, waking guys up on their trip overseas over to London. And who's going to discipline them? I mean, what are they going to do? So I, I, I don't think there was a lot of respect there as well. So it's I think it's unfair to put it all on Nathaniel Hackett. Um, but I, I think it's going to be more of a validation that Russell Wilson is what the Seahawks thought he was when they got rid of him if they don't perform well this year. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense, 100%. And I don't think it was all Nathaniel Hackett. He was far from perfect, but he was put right. in a weird, bizarre situation, especially as a first-time right. head coach. Last thing on the West, Bill, what do you think is more likely? The Raiders make the playoffs or they get the number one pick in next year's NFL draft? They get the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. <laughs> I, I just I don't think the Raiders are that good, uh, and I, I haven't for a long time. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, they can uh, – I look, the bottom line is Josh McDaniel is, is a bad head coach. He just is. They still have Devontae Adams. They still have Jacoby Myers. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, and he's not a, uh, a big play guy, but he's a very stabilizing force. Uh, I think with uh, Hunter Renfro as well, I think they're okay at many of those positions. But um, I, I, in defensively speaking – 
with uh, you know with their end, Max Crosby, who I think is solid, Chandler Jones, who they picked up from Arizona. If he still has gas left in the tank, uh, they picked up Bennett in the fourth round to kind of fill that left uh, corner position that they have. Uh, they've got Nate Hobbs over at uh, the nickelback position, but they're not great. They're not a dynamic. I mean, Tyree Wilson is their their uh, uh, first-round pick, the uh, defensive end, and he may be able to kind of work himself in, but it, as we all know, defensive ends, it takes a while. I just don't have a lot of faith in, in that team at all. And I know that uh, Devontae Adams is still going to have a pretty big year with Jimmy Garoppolo and company, only for the fact that he is a good wide receiver. He's out to prove it again. He stated it numerous times out there that, hey, it doesn't matter who's throwing him in football. He's always going to put up the numbers. He's always going to go get it. I mean, you talk about a guy that's on an island and playing for himself, and, and not to say he's not a good teammate, but Devontae Adams is out to prove yet again that he can do it in the NFL, and it doesn't take Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't take his guy, uh, Derek Carr, or anybody else for that matter. to throw. He'll just go get it. So he's going to have a solid season. But I just don't think the, the the Raiders are, and I think at the end of this season, it's going to Mark Davis is going to have to look himself in the mirror because he's going to have to pay another coach not to coach. He's going to pay Josh McDaniels not to coach. He's going to still be paying John Gruden because John Gruden only had two years into that ten-year, one hundred and ten million dollar deal. So he's going to have to pay John Gruden not to coach, and they don't have a ton of money. I mean, this is a guy that was talking about taking on investors in the offseason. So. He, and then they're going to have to go find yet another coach. And as long as they have bad management in that uh, organization, they're going to continue to founder. So, no, I don't think the uh, the uh, the Raiders are going to come close to making the postseason this year. They may win seven games, but they're going to be on the outside looking in. I would agree. I, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd feel like I'm stuck in quicksand. We got the worst head coach. We got the worst quarterback in the division. Spending big money on Devontae Adams. We got a new stadium and we'll be lucky to even be in the race for the postseason. Right. So the, the AFC West, right. probably the easiest division to pick. Let's go next easiest. I think the AFC South. Jaguars are minus 155. Titans plus 310. They're kind of hanging out in that middle ground. And then Colts and Texans, both with rookie quarterbacks, plus 550 and plus 1,000. So, Bill, I'll ask you, everyone's all over Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. They're the favorites. In honor of Florida's Leonard Skinner. I'll ask you, will you be a simple man and pick the favorites to win the AFC South, or do you smell that smell of another team perhaps winning this division? Oh, listen to you going music on me. I got up um, early this morning. Other, <laughs> the, only other, <laughs> the only other team that could win it would be the Titans. I think Vrabel needs to prove something. There's a lot of pressure on them, a lot of pressure on Ryan Tannehill to get this thing right. However, I still think that Jacksonville, with the dramatic step forward they took last year. Did you – you just watched Doug Peterson win games, and I, I don't know if you watched a lot of it uh, post-game-wise, uh, you know, post but did you see Doug Peterson in the locker room with his guys? That He's a hell of a coach. I, I just – and he's an offensive mind, and he's a former quarterback. And I just, I, I just love him as a head coach. I, I think with Press, Press Taylor, who is their, their offensive coordinator, and I like Mike Caldwell as their defensive coordinator, I just think that they've got a lot of things trending in the right direction. Uh, they picked up Anton Harrison, the big right tackle in the offseason, to get even better on the offensive line to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, they, they picked up a couple of guys. They picked up Christian Braswell in the sixth round, who ended up making the team and looking pretty good in the preseason at corner. They got Tyler Lacey. Uh, to bolster that uh, defensive front. So that, now they believe that anyway that they've got a four- or five-man rotation. I just think they're ready to go. I, I'm going to take, in that division, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to win it. 
And uh, this might be it for Vrabel as the head coach in Tennessee because they've given him some opportunities. Remember, they picked up DeAndre Hopkins. They grabbed him. So if Ronnie, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have a great season and you've got DeAndre Hopkins, you got Traylon Burks, you got Westbrook, you got those guys that are there that you can throw the ball to. They went and picked up, uh, who's the seventh-round guy? It was uh, Colton, uh, Colton Dowell, I think is his name. They picked up Colton Dowell, uh, and he ended up making the team. They've got Chris Moore from Houston. I, I think they've got a lot of opportunities here to really make some hay, and if they don't this year, you could see Vrabel on the outside looking in when it comes to And don't get me wrong, they play great in the trenches. They're a hard-nosed football team. They take after their head coach, but I still see Jacksonville winning it. Maybe Houston gets in as a wild card, but I think at the end of the season, for a prediction sure to go wrong, I think you see uh, Tennessee on the outside looking in, and Vrabel gets fired. I'm with you on the Jags and Doug Peterson. I don't know that Doug Peterson is the best coach, but he's quite good, and I think he's the perfect no-nonsense, no-flash, no-headlines guy to come in there and just quietly take care of business after Urban Meyer. Right? I don't know now, that the, the Jags— question. Yes, yes. Here's the question. Yep. Who has the better season? Is it Houston with C.J. Stroud? Yeah. And they're trying to rebuild that thing? Or the Colts? And a pissed-off Jonathan Taylor who's on the pup list— an offense that could be somewhat suspect, even though they could get a few wins and sneak, you know, be a little sneaky. But I, I don't think the Colts are going to be that good. Who has the better season? You've got Will Anderson Jr., the big, big defensive end, mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud at, at quarterback. Now they uh, bolstered their center position with Jared Patterson, so they're protect, protecting C.J. Stroud. Not that he has a ton to throw to with Nico Collins and Robert Woods and Noah Brown and company, but who has the better season this year? I think it might be Houston. And I think that's a reflection of how you feel about their coach and about their front office, right? We were talking yesterday. The Colts might be the most dysfunctional team in football now with Daniel Snyder out of the picture. Or they're they're certainly up there. And I don't know that the Texans are some example of a a well-run team, but they're not Jim Irsay. They're not the Colts. So, yeah, I think you might be right. If the Colts get Jonathan Taylor back and he's a big part of their offense, then that'll make me feel a lot better. But... It's Anthony Richard kind of, or Richardson, kind of all by his lonesome in Indy. Yeah, I think you might have to right? pick the Texans. Huh. Yeah. So we got two divisions down in the AFC, two yet to go. We haven't gotten to the NFC yet. We're going to continue to roll through it through this. 45 minutes from now, we got to our buddy Paul Charchian is going to join us with some fantasy football advice. So get your questions in. We continue to roll on. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more to get to. Hang in there. The Bill Michael Show. We are live. We are at uh, Dwayne's Cover It All here in Wausau. And uh, Dwayne was kind enough to put me up while I was up here doing the cigar dinner last night. Getting a little bit of work done here inside the RV today. Boat covers, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, so much more. Whatever it happens to be, he can get it done for you. That's Dwayne's. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Call him 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Got more of the AFC to get to coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, made sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, 
You had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9.30, you got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put hey, it in Lyle the Hey, Lyle and the gang over at JL Tire and Service Center want to say thanks for making them the best tire dealer. And they appreciate it. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. It's a big thing. I get all the time, every time I get traveling, I always see somebody, uh, an over the road driver, whether it's box truck or uh, semi. Always run into somebody, and they say, "Man, that uh, that facility they have right there at Johnson Creek, right off of the uh, right off of 94, is amazing." And I didn't know it was there. And I've had a couple of uh, over-the-road drivers that have said, "Hey, you know, blew a tire uh, coming down, you know, 43, coming down 94, whatever." And uh, they've stopped there, and they've gotten it fixed uh, rather quickly. So, thanks to our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center, whether it's the big rigs or the uh, the soccer mom, uh, you know, minivans. Whatever it happens to be, they can get it done. Again, go to JNL Tire, JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. All right, getting back at it as we start to take our look uh, around the AFC and the NFC. We picked our two division winners so far. So far. When you get to the NFC, uh, we'll let, or when you get to the AFC, in the AFC so far we have Kansas City and Jacksonville. Kansas City winning the West, Jacksonville winning the South. Now we move on. Grant Bills, what do you got up next on the docket? This is where it starts to get interesting. I think the AFC North is my favorite division this year. You can see this going uh, a multitude yeah. of different ways. Bengals plus 150, Ravens plus 210, Browns plus 400, Steelers plus 470. So the Bengals would be winning their third straight AFC title. Yep. Bill, are you riding with Joe Cool? Or have the Bengals become fat and happy with conference championships and Skyline Chili? I think... Um... Well, first of all, you can never be any happier. I don't care what happens in your life. If for whatever reason you end up in prison, if you get Skyline Chili, you're a happy person. It's just that you can't <laughs> help but be happy. Uh, so, uh, you know, oddly enough, I'm going to take uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore has done – now, remember, last year in the postseason, when Baltimore played at Paycor in Cincinnati – had Baltimore had Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, I think, wins that game. I, I, As much as I like Cincinnati, I still think that they have offensive line issues. Uh, their defense can be somewhat suspect at times. But when you think about this and you think about Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, now you add Zay Flowers, remember. Devin DuVernay is already over there. Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Tylen Wallace. Then you throw in Lamar Jackson with J.K. Dobbins, who is now ready to go. You got the big right guard Kevin Zeitler uh, over there protecting, and you know, big uh, big left uh, left guard that they have in left tackle Ronnie Staley or Stanley and uh, John Simpson. I, both of those guys, I think, really anchor that good offensive line. 
um, I think they're they're the team to beat. They still have a really solid defense. Roderick Washington anchoring with Michael Pierce up front. Uh, you've got some decent uh, secondary play uh, with Yasin back there and also with uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Arthur uh, Mollett. Uh, Malay, I think, uh, is how you pronounce it. I'm not positive. But uh, that being said, I still think defensively they're solid. They've been solid for a long time. They've got good linebacking in Roquan Smith when they picked him up from Chicago. I think Baltimore, with what they have and the newfound weapons for Lamar Jackson to throw to, I think they're the team to beat. I think they end up winning that division. Now, Cincinnati makes the postseason, but I think they're going to do it as a wild card. I, as, as good as I think Cincinnati is. I, You know, the fly in the ointment, could end up being the Pittsburgh Steelers, not Deshaun Watson and company. I don't have much belief in Cleveland. Until they show me something, I don't have much belief in Cleveland. But when you've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, your tight end is Irv Smith Jr. Uh, I, I just – and then I, they brought back Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon, although I will say this, Joe Mixon, trouble has continued to follow him as he had had some uh, charges uh, filed against him because of a, a shooting at his house and uh, a gun being discharged. And we all know the trouble he had coming out of college when he had punched the girl in that cafeteria that night and how he already had some character issues. He, it's continued to follow him, and there's been a lot of off-season issues with him. I, I, I like the Bengals and what they're doing, but I'm not a fan of Zach Taylor at times. I think when it comes to him, and Brian Callahan, the way they call plays, some of the things that they they set up, some of the things that he's done or hasn't done via coaching, I'm not a fan of Zach Taylor's. As much as I like the fact that he goes into bars and gives out game balls to bars and he kind of indoctrinated himself to Cincinnati, and, and that's all fine and dandy, I'm still not a fan of his in-game stuff. So I'm going to take this year Baltimore to win the division, Cincinnati to be the runner-up. Cincinnati will still make the postseason via the wild card. But I've got uh, I've got Baltimore, believe it or not. So I think you're with a lot of people, Bill. A lot of people are high on Lamar and, and the Ravens getting back together. I don't know that the Ravens will win this division because they're way better than the Bengals. I think it might just be the Ravens here. The Bengals are going to have a first-place schedule. The Ravens will not. Mm. And, Bill, I, I guess I don't know how to quantify this. Help me out with this. It feels like the Ravens have gotten unlucky a lot the last two years or so. One-score losses and fourth downs that are yeah. close and, you know, you know, jump balls at the end of a game. I feel like maybe some of that luck is due to, to come around. So I think this could be a situation. Remember when the Niners and the Seahawks were both elite and they were both making yeah. the playoffs, but only one team can win the division. I, I think that could be the situation. I'll pick the Bengals just to be different, but I totally see where you're coming from with the Ravens. And by the way, Bill, the Steelers. And something that I wanted to mention, isn't the NFL better when this division and when the Steelers are good, because the Steelers are always yes. going to be a primetime team. It sucks yes. when I got to watch the Steelers on Sunday Night Football and it's Mason Rudolph and the team isn't any good. I hope the Steelers are good this year. I hope the Steelers are good. There's a lot riding on Kenny Pickett this year, uh, being that first-round draft choice last season. Uh, remember, because if Kenny Pickett goes down, you got to know who their backup is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> but I, I like George Pickens. I, I, you've got Deontay uh, Johnson as the other wideout. They, they don't have big-time like big time receivers. They picked up Allen Robinson from the Raiders. Uh, they still have Najee Harris running the football. Their defense, you, you know, is always going to be good, led by T.J. Watt. So you've, you've got all of that. I think the Steelers could very quietly surprise people, but it all is going to rest on Kenny Pickett. And Kenny Pickett is nowhere near the best quarterback in that division. So 
for as much as I think the Steelers could be a fly in the ointment, I still think they're going to take a backseat to what uh, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson are doing. And I, 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 I hope, I hope and I pray that Cleveland not only stinks, but stinks bad. Like the whole thing just falls into Lake, Lake Erie. It's it just, I can't stand Cleveland. I think what they've done with Deshaun Watson over there and giving him all that money was so incredibly stupid. And he didn't look good last season. Now he had a full off season. Nothing else distraction-wise. They say he's ready to go, but I watched him work out during training camp very lethargically, almost like I don't have to do anything. I, I just I don't like the body language. I, I pray and I hope that Cleveland goes down and goes down like the Titanic. I look for uh, the Baltimore Ravens to win the division, Cincinnati to be the runner-up and go to the wild card, and then Pittsburgh to break even yet again and be above 500. But uh, And I look for uh, Cleveland to take last in that division. I think we all like Pittsburgh and think they're going to be good and, and improved, but I don't know that that means they have a shot to win the division over the Bengals or the Ravens, and Vegas would agree. Steelers right. are last even behind the Browns, and I'm with you. I hope Deshaun Watson stinks, and we talked about this yesterday, Bill. Even if Watson looks better this year, he's still not an awesome fit for Kevin Stefanski's offense and Nick no. Chubb and the running game they want to play, so it's right. a weird situation that could go uh, a lot of different ways. Let's before They're kind of we... stuck with him because oh, of the yeah. stupidity of the owner. <laughs> They just are. Don't you notice, Bill, a lot of these poorly run teams get themselves stuck with a quarterback or with yep. a coach, not because they want them, but because they can't fire another exactly. coach or they can't right. move off a bad contract. That's what bad teams do. Let's do the AFC Absolutely. East before we uh, take this break. Uh, Bills, Let's do that. Let's go to the AFC East. Bills plus 120. They're the favorites. Jets plus 250. Dolphins plus 290. Patriots 800. I know the Jets are the team that gets talked about, but the Bills – the odds on favorite will Rodgers and the Jets burn out in a New York minute or will he get the last laugh in the big apple big unit what say you uh, I am going to say that uh that Buffalo I, I'm liking Buffalo to win the division I think I still think they've got it going on uh and I still think although I do believe that maybe that window has closed in that opportunity as much as I, Buffalo had a shot a couple of years ago and that was really their shot uh, but you still have Stephon Diggs. You still have Devon, Deontay Hardy. You still got Gabe Davis. You still got your tight end and Dawson Knox. You know, you got James Cook running the football. So, uh, but I I, I just, I, I, they did bolster the right guard position when they picked up Torrance uh, this year in the second round. So they, they've at least bolstered the offensive line a little bit to give Josh Allen a little, a little bit more protection. And I like that. But this team goes... As the man goes, and that's Von Miller, who starts the season on the pup list. You look at the numbers for that team before Von Miller and then after he went down last season. And I don't know if he's even got the same gas in the tank, but right now he's starting on the pup list, so they don't even have him. When Von Miller comes back, if he's Von Miller, this team will function much differently. And I believe that they still have one final shot at this thing before it's all said and done. I'm taking Buffalo to win the division. I'm taking Miami if Tua does not get hurt, and the numbers he put up last year, Miami to be a close second. Uh, it could almost be a coin flip, but I'd take Tua to be a close second. And then the Jets to be the third-place team. But the Jets could end up being a wild-card team if they get to that, if they get to that 10-win plateau. But, you know, I, I, the Jets is – I still hope the Jets end up on the outside looking in, but Aaron Rodgers plays every snap and every down and runs the gauntlet 
and uh, we start to see the exact same. We see a little bit of the finger pointing, and we hear the excuses of not being on the same page and being young and all the things. And we and we just kind of put palm to forehead and we shake our shake our head and we just say, Ah, he's New York's problem now. We don't have to worry about it. We got our own th- issues here. But uh, I'm going to take uh, Buffalo to win the division and Miami to be a close. I mean, you, I mean, you can't count Miami out when you look at Miami. And the talent they have down there, let's not forget about that. The talent they have in Miami, if Tua can just stay healthy, just stay healthy. I mean, you look at the guys he has to throw to. He's got Jalen Waddell, Tariq Hill, uh, Braxton Berrios. Uh, you still got a decent tight end and, and uh, Durham Smythe. Uh, you got Raheem Mostert running the football. And uh, they picked up uh, Devon, uh, uh, I can't remember his last name, but Devon uh, whatever in the draft this year to bolster that. And then you go to the opposite side. You got Eli Apple back there. You got Brandon Jones over at Strong Safety. Uh, over at the corner, uh, they still have Cam Smith, who they picked up. Now, we do have uh, some guys that are uh, Jalen Ramsey's on the IR right now, so we know that. But they did pick up Jalen Ramsey uh, in the offseason to bolster that defense. Get him back. Things, man, it just, things could be really, really good in Miami if indeed that things begin to pan out specifically towards the end of the season. But you got to keep Tua healthy. If Tua's healthy all season long and the numbers he put up last year before he ended up going down with the uh, concussions, Tua could be – I, I hate to say because I never liked Tua when they drafted him, but Tua could end up actually leading this team to the postseason. But I think they're going to be the second-best team in the division. Buffalo wins it. Miami second. New York third. I just think it's going to be wild at the end of the year. One or two of these teams is going to be outside the playoffs. And right. if the Dolphins miss, you're going to think, wow, that talented team didn't make it. Or if the Jets miss, wow, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets didn't make it. Or if the Patriots miss the playoffs. I know we don't love the Patriots, but they're still coached by Bill Belichick. There's a lot of good football players, good coaches, good teams in that division, and they can't all get in. So I'm I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Bills because I think they've actually become sneaky underrated this offseason. I think they missed their window to a degree, like you said, but they're still really good. And I'll take the Bills. We're going to hear from some inside the uh, the Packers locker room when we come back. we got others to get to, and we got Paul Charging coming up at the top of the hour. we got the NFC to look at coming up in the next hour as well. And a question over there from Summer who says, who would you take, Zach Taylor or Brandon Staley? I take Zach Taylor all day long. Uh, Brandon Staley just doesn't impress me whatsoever. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Bill Michael show uh, continuing on. We are all live here in Wausau. Good to have you. Uh, we've got uh, some uh, questions coming in for Paul Charchian, so we're going to talk with him coming up after the top of the hour. Charch is going to be here, and we will discuss with him uh, everything fantasy. So if you've got uh, fantasy football questions, you want to get it in, uh, go ahead and do so now. Uh, start getting your fantasy football questions, and we'll try to get uh, all of them. Answered here coming up shortly. In the meantime, Jaden Reed, the new wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, uh, there's a possibility they could be without Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. He discusses. Take a listen. 
I mean, that was always my vision, yeah. Just, you know, my dream, just watching him, he kind of gave me, you know, the vision to start dreaming to play ball. So, uh, definitely, I definitely thought about, you know, being back there one day and uh, just actually growing up a Bears fan, just, you know, I definitely thought about it. So, uh, being a Packer now, it's definitely great to be out there with these guys to go out there and compete. Your setup was great, Bill. I did you dirty by, I think, uh, playing the wrong cut there. <laughs> so, that's on uh, – that's on uh, – that's I was on me. Say, yeah, that was that was completely different. <laughs> it's my uh, dream so, to play with injured right. teammates. Yeah, it's what he's always wanted. Yeah, there you <laughs> oh go. My God. Uh, so I got I got about the pie. I got the right one for you now. <laughs> Sorry, but we're thinking, wow, this this <laughs> Jane guys, Reed guy. Two guys he's, are banged up next to you. Yeah, it's my dream to have guys banged up. That's. He's he's a that jerk. Sucks. Oh my God! Sorry, sorry about that. Here's his actual answer to that question. Okay. We're just preparing preparing for everything. You know, um, I'm just ready to go out there, just display what I can do, put on film, and you know, show what we got, and put it all together as a team. So does he uh, remember his first uh, time over at Soldier Field? Oh, definitely. You always want to win, you know, uh, growing up, you lose a race, you know, you, you mad about it. So I, I think uh, just watching it growing up, I definitely had a hard time watching the game. So uh, especially watching my parents watch it, you know, they were fans too. Whatever my parents wanted, I wanted. So there you go. Jaden Reed talking a little bit about some of the things uh, going on as far as his thoughts go, uh, getting uh, towards uh, Soldier Field and company. You guys, we'll hear from Jordan Love coming up here in a little bit. And uh, we're also going to hear from Luke Musgrave, Malik Heath, a little bit later on the program. Here's the thing, and and I, I wanted to talk a minute about this because um, a lot of questions yesterday about, well, it's you know it's routine to set guys. If somebody's got even a little slightest injury, they sit them out. Not for your first Wednesday practice going in for, for real, going into a a game day, an actual game day. You want everybody on the field, uh, which is why the you know David Bakhtiari thing is a little bit concerning. Um, I, I just – you kind of look at it and think, what happened in the last week? Now, David Bakhtiari is a different scenario because we, we know he's been sitting out on and off for the entire preseason. But you would figure on your first day of practice, Bakhtiari would be in there. And I tend to – while Bakhtiari says he feels great, and I have said all along that I really believe that Bakhtiari, they're just being overly cautious with him, which could be true. The more he sits out, specifically on days of more – now, Friday will be the important day of practice because that's when you, you pretty much you have your game plan in, you're going through your full walkthrough, you're, you know, you're finishing up the install, and you're running your, your first 16, all of that. So if he's not there on Friday, then I would I – would, really raise an eyebrow specifically with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs but not to have Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs there uh, you're, you're kind of wondering what the hell happened between last week when everything seemingly was okay and this week when suddenly they couldn't make it onto the practice field on your first Wednesday and that was that that was a little disconcerting yesterday when when you saw that pop up and when Mike Clemens brought that to our attention so I I you know, the question is, and, and the reason I had a couple people uh, reach out to me over on the live stream and said, hey, are you concerned about that? Absolutely. Because it's if, if they have those soft tissue injuries again where you're talking about hamstrings and such, hamstrings and groins, man, if you can't get those things right, they just nag throughout the season and you never get right. You never get right. It just it, it becomes just a, a nagging issue that 
And if, especially with a hamstring. I mean, it, it's always when it starts to feel really, really good, you always have to give it an extra week before you come back because otherwise you can really run the risk of straining that thing even worse, and then it's an even longer period of time that you're shut down. So the question becomes if they those injuries are real and they are nagging and they're right here right now, do you just sit them in week one and just say, look, we want to make sure everybody gets right because we've got 16 more games to play rather than putting all your marbles into one basket for this opener against the Bears, even though it is a divisional game and a conference game. So uh, I that, that yes, to answer your question, Mark, that is – disconcerting we're going to take a break we're going to come back and uh, we're going to hear more from inside the locker room stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show this portion brought to you by our friends over there at uh land and cruise vacations that's cruise planners they get it all done kirk um he was telling me he had a uh a family reunion they had called him and the family was scattered all over uh the country and he put them all together down at a resort in florida he can do that uh it's not just here in our own backyard in wisconsin but he can take people from all over and put them together. If you're looking to, move, say, go someplace warm this uh, upcoming, say, February, when, uh, you know, throw down the snow shovel, man. Maybe take a cruise, go to an all-inclusive, who, whatever it is you're looking to do. Or if you've got that trip of a lifetime and you don't have all the money up front, that's fine. They can help you finance it. They put some, put a little money down, pay it off. He can help you out with that as well. But uh, they, they want to put you, uh, you know, where it is you'd like to go. So give them a call, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. Again, 262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners, Land and Cruise Vacations. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. What advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping? I'd have to say Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin plays at an MVP level in the replacement game. They came in ahead of time, measured all the windows, make sure they had all of the measurements. When the Pella people left, you had no idea they had been here. You just had the new window. They're great professionals, Gina, and some of the best in the world at what they do. Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 $6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers end at 9 2023. The Bill Michaels Show is uh, is continuing on. Uh, if you've got a big one coming up tonight uh, for the NFL, st- uh, kicking it off, Kansas City uh, raising the banner and uh, hosting the Detroit Lions tonight. If you want to go watch it somewhere, downtown Milwaukee, Stenny, second and National Walkers Point, the place to go. The place to go. And uh, that's the best sports bar in Milwaukee. That's one of the best sports bars in the state. I, I absolutely love it there, whether it's the award-winning Bloody Marys, on say a Sunday morning or at any time really for that matter, but uh, their wings are out of this world. The food is awesome. 
and the beers are cold, and it's just it, it's a terrific place. So uh, check out our friends at Stenny, second and National Walkers Point, and uh, they have got uh, some terrific, terrific stuff down there, but a great place to go and watch the game, any game for that matter, any game for that matter. I mean, I know coming up tonight uh, you also have um, Brewers baseball uh, back at it. Uh, actually, the Brewers are off tonight, one of their only off days uh, this month, as a matter of fact, and then the Brewers uh, will be getting back at things. Uh, they got the Yankees. Got the Yankees uh, that are going to be uh, um, next up on the docket. So the Brewers heading to New York to take on the uh, Yankees beginning that series tomorrow night. 6.05 will be first pitch uh, in the Bronx in New York at uh, Yankee Stadium. And uh, you got uh, Ray going to the hill for the Brewers. Severino is the probable going for the New York Yankees coming up tomorrow night. Brewers sit back and lick the wounds a little bit and uh, try to get uh, – Try to get this thing right. Uh, meanwhile, the Cubs are at home tonight, and uh, depending on what happens this evening, the Cubs are either going to be um, a game back or two games back. Cubs taking on the Diamondbacks tonight, and you got Assad going to the hill against Nelson tonight down there at Wrigley. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, so that being said, uh, you got uh, Jordan Love, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, getting ready to make his first official start, and he talks about the Bears' defense going to be, uh, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit different when you talk about uh, this this defense, different than what they've seen all summer long so far. No, I mean it doesn't. I mean it's a it's a different defense we're going against um, compared to what we've been playing with our defense, um, and they do some different things. So it's it's, it's different. Um, so we get most of those looks from the scout team um, just during the week. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, you got to be able to lock back into a new defense. Um, that comes from film, study, um, then obviously the practice reps can scout team. So, Jordan Love, when you got uh, no Romeo uh, Dobbs, no Christian Watson, um, you know, obviously yesterday, but how hard will it be if those two guys don't take any practice reps? I mean, obviously um, it'll be tough, but, uh, you know, I think we have a – good stack up of through camp and OTAs of getting reps. Um, so he's a guy that's been here. He knows what he's doing. So uh, I don't think it'll be a problem for him. There's Jordan Love. There's Jaden Reed. There's Luke Musgrave. If those are the, that, that could possibly be, you know, you've got some Torian coming, but Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave, he said, look, these guys, you know, working with them in camp and such, these guys are ready to step up if they need to be the starters. Yeah, no, they've both done a really good job of just growing every day, coming in with a um, fresh mindset, and they're getting better. Um, so they've taken some strides. So I think, you know, it's, I mean, football, it's always, you know, next man up. You know, injuries happen, things happen. So um, if you're a backup, you know, you always got to be ready. Um, so, um, but, you know, we, we all have confidence in those guys, and those, they've done a really good job so far. So um, I'm excited for them to get their opportunity. So uh, the other thing is the, uh, the quarterback across the way is Justin Fields, and Jordan Love talks about his relationship with Justin Fields. Yeah, no, me and Justin, we got the same agent, so uh, we, do, we do a good amount of things just with our agent and with our agency um, getting together. But, uh, no, I haven't talked to him uh, at all this week. Um, probably talked to him, you know, after the game or maybe before. He was asked, uh, you know, is it cool that he could, you know, to kind of think about it, uh, that – the rivalry, we know, you know, you've always had uh, the Jets and, say, the Patriots or the Jets and the Buffalo Bills, both being in New York, the rivalry there. But now you talk about the most storied rivalry in all of football, 
Jordan Love was asked, is it kind of cool to think that because he is kind of friends with Justin Fields that these two guys could be the face rivalry-wise of the NFL for years to come? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't put too much thought into, um, you know, that whole thing. I let everybody else do that. Um, but, no, I mean, I think it's cool. How excited is it? Uh, how exciting is it that uh, the Bears are the team that he opens up with as now the official, the man taking over for Aaron Rodgers, the official starter for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I mean, it's always exciting to you know open the season, get the first game on um, rolling. But uh, for an NFC opponent, you know, rival rivalry game, it'll be very exciting um, playing there in their stadium. So uh, I'm sure it'll be a packed house. Everybody'll be excited for Week One and uh, ready to put on a show. The mindset, when you go into a game like this, we talked about pressure, and there's pressure on both quarterbacks, don't get me wrong. But Jordan Love, uh, he's got a different level of pressure because he's coming on after not one but two back-to-back Hall of Famers. In the meantime, Justin Fields, his mindset going into this game is, you know, hey, everybody seems to think that now the dark cloud is lifted, they're going to have an opportunity here to really make some hay in this rivalry because you don't have the Hall of Famers there anymore. So what is Jordan Love's mindset before starting not only this game but any game? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely always nerves um, going into any game, um, especially the first game of the season. Um, so I'm sure there will be those, and it's just getting out there and getting your feet wet and being able to relax and, uh, you know, stay calm. When it comes to the pass rush and how they have handled it, uh, how has this offensive line in the Green Bay Packers – I mean, you haven't seen really David Bakhtiari practice too much, and they've moved guys around so much to see who can do what, where, when, and why – so, uh, you know, how, what is the preparation like right now to deal with the pass rush that the Bears are about to throw at you? Yeah, I think they've, the O-line has done a good job, um, you know, being able to handle those, those stunts and pressures and things like that, things like that. But uh, pressures, I mean, that's a lot of the time it's on the quarterback to be able to know where you're you know, hot from, where your hot throws are, um, and be able to slide the protection the right way. Um, but the stunts, you know, I think, like I said, the O-line has been doing a really good job. Uh, but it's something that, just got to be able to handle, you know, find a way to stay in the pocket and maneuver, um, find those holes. So there you have it. That's Jordan Love uh, talking a little bit yesterday. We'll hear more from him coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Paul Charchian going to talk some fantasy football. That is coming up next. So get your fantasy football questions in. We'll try to get to as many as, many as we can. And uh, I've got some for charge. I'm sure, you know, Grant's got some for charge. But uh, we got fantasy football coming up next. Paul Charchian, guillotineleagues.com. He's going to be joining us, and then we'll get back into our choices for the NFC as we've gone through the AFC. Then we got to take all the division winners, break it all down, give you the NFC and the AFC champions, and who's going to face off in the Super Bowl and who ultimately wins it. That is all coming up in the next two hours. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.